Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of Kramer Basketball, founder of the Coach's Edge, and it's been a while since we talked about shooting. We are in the season. It is February, and it's essential that when we're in this point of the season, what's one thing that usually starts to go to the wayside? That's skill development. What's something that we usually don't get enough in shots? We don't get enough shots up. Nearly every coach that I'll talk to at this point in the year say, man, I wish we had a little more time to work on our skills, a little more time to get a few more shots up. Well, we're breaking down four types of drills that can help you get better results with your players this season, in season. Now you can do these drills year round, but I think it's really important in season to make sure that you're giving yourself time to get shots up and you're looking at the type of shots that you are shooting in practice and asking yourself, does this match up in the shot with the shots that we're getting in a game? And if they don't, I'm hoping that after you finish listening to this podcast, you can say, yeah, we were doing one and two, but we weren't doing three and four. Or we were doing one and four, but we really need to get some of those two and three types of drills in that Coach Kramer was mentioning. This episode is brought to you by CoachesEdge.coach. So if you're interested in learning more about what we do to provide for coaches helping build their teams and their programs, head over to CoachesEdge.coach. Give our new website a look. Let me know if you have any questions. It's contact at KramerBasketball.com. Hit me up at CoachesEdge1 on Twitter. Be happy to talk to you more as we open up registration for new members in March as the season starts to wind down for most states throughout the country. In a nutshell, there's a lot of things that we do with the Coach's Edge. We're giving you an advantage. We're helping you build your program, give you more team success from an individual team standpoint, as well as a program development standpoint in less time. You're going to save time. It's almost like you have another assistant coach. I watch game film for teams and, and break it down, especially as our membership is just getting going. That hasn't been an issue of me being able to watch games and text and have phone calls and Zoom calls with the coaches that we, we work with. That's been fantastic. It's just a piece of what we're providing with the Coaches Edge with hundreds of drills, practice drills, PDFs, videos, you name it. We got it in the Coaches Edge. And that's not to mention the bi-weekly Zoom calls that we have with our coaches meetings that have been fantastic. So let's get back to the episode. Four ways that we can break down shooting in practice to help us get better results. And I'm going to use an example of a player that I've worked with as I break down these four shooting areas, a guy named Vito Brown. Vito uh, played for Wisconsin. They went to a couple of final fours. He's been in the NBA G League. He's playing overseas in France. He's a really good player. And I've worked with him for many years. And so I want to it just be easy for me to not just give you the four areas, but I'll show you what some of those drills look like with a player of a high caliber like him. So number one is block shooting, high rep, one-on-oh, getting those repetitions in. Right. That could be your um, in the corner making 10 and the wing making 10 up top making 10 
as I've coached for longer, I've gotten away from that a little bit. Even if we're doing block reps just again and again and again, I haven't been doing them as often at a specific spot unless we're really trying to help a player um, on some mechanics where, you know, that specific spot isn't as important as just building the foundation of what they're doing. I'm at least moving the players a little bit, even if it's one foot or two foot where, you know, you should, you can't be in the same spot before you take the next shot. That slight movement means our players have to focus. You, you don't get into the mindless kind of drone ro robotic shooting because it's just the same shot, same spot, everything's the same. Even if that is a game shot at game speed, the roboticness is what we want to get away from. So even that slight movement is key when we're doing block type shooting drills, you know, and he might shoot for 30 seconds of a specific shot. And then I might switch and shoot for 30 seconds, or it might be a minute. Um, it could be something as simple as, Hey, you're going to shoot a one dribble pull up for 30 seconds. And then you're going to shoot a catch and shoot three for 30 seconds. And all the pull-ups are worth two points. All the threes are worth three points. We're going to add up the score and see how many points you get. Very simple drill. Those are all game type shots. Um, and it's fun. Anytime you put a time and a score to a drill, right? It gets competitive. Players want to see how well they can do. And so then it, they're more engaged, they're more focused. It's more fun and you can also, it's easy to track your improvement. So a drill as simple as, okay, what are two shots that you know you're gonna get in a game? Let's shoot those two shots for a minute. Let's score it, see where you're at. And we'll do that. That's a great block type drill to work on. Number two, multi-skill block drills. Now, before I go any farther, let me explain. There's block drills and there's randomized drills. There's different variations of each, but block drills, you perform the same thing again and again and again. Now, block drills are a great way to build skill. Randomized drills are a great way to get those, a better way to get those skills to translate into gameplay. When it's randomized, it is what it sounds like. The player has a decision to make. You are filtering in different types of skills and decisions just like a player is going to have to encounter in a game. That's the trans translation to gameplay. They're much more game-like than just the mindlessness of I shoot a catch and shoot, I shoot a one dribble right, I shoot a one dribble left. Those are great, but there's no decision being made. The coaches made that decision and told the player what to do beforehand. So as we get into number two, it's multi-skill block drills. For example, if Vito is at the top of the key and he passes the basketball to me and then he comes and sets a drag screen because I know that's something that he's going to do in season is you might be the last guy down on the break and you might have to set a lot of drag ball screens and semi-transition. So we work on that. You might pass it to me. He comes down. He sets that screen. He slips and pops to the wing as I come off the screen. And then I hit him and he shoots a catch and shoot three from the wing. And we reset it again and again and again. So now we're working on different skills. He's worked on the pass. He's worked on the screen. He's worked on moving without the basketball. And then he's worked on the catch and shoot, right? So there's no decision to be made, but we're putting in multiple skills. We might do another drill that looks like he's at the top of the key. He passes it to me on the wing. He gets the 
that sets the drag screen for me, I come off and I hit him at the wing. Instead of him catching and shooting, he comes and gives me a dribble handoff. I take the basketball, he relocates. Maybe he's at the top of the key now. I hit him with the pass and then he takes that shot. Do that again and again and again. So now he set, he set two different types of screens. He set a drag screen for me in transition. He set a screen with a dribble handoff in the half court. And then he gets his shot up. I do this because knowing his game and the type of position and the role that he plays on most of the teams that he's been on, whether it's at playing at Wisconsin or playing in the G League and overseas, he sets a lot of screens. He pops a lot. He shoots a lot of threes. And most of his dribbles are like two dribbles or less. So that's a lot of what we work on. That's number two. That's multi-skill block type drills. Now, as we get into number three, we're getting into randomized training. Now, this could be game situation, but it doesn't necessarily have to be to be randomized. Randomized could be as simple as he's at the top of the key and he's working on his ball handling. He's dribbling. He's making moves. Now, I yell pass. If I yell pass, he passes me the ball. He relocates. I hit him. He catches and shoots. Next one, he's dribbling the ball, he's dribbling the ball, he's dribbling the ball. I yell shot. He immediately gets into a drive pull up or a drive finish. Why is it randomized? Because he's not deciding what to do. I've verbalized what I want him to do and he's trying to react as fast as he can based on what I tell him to do, pass or shoot. That's a very a slight form of randomized training. I've given them a couple options and the read essentially is my voice. You could also do this with your body. He's making moves, right? And if I come at him, he's got to drive by me and shoot. And he's making moves at the top of the key. I'm standing at the free throw line. And if I back up, then he's got to pull it, right? If he's dribbling, making moves at the top of the key and I put my hand out, he's going to pass it to me. Then he's going to relocate. I pass it back to him. And then he catches and shoots the ball, right? Randomized. Essentially, the defender is me moving my body towards him. He drives back up. He shoots, put my hands out. He passes, relocates. I hit him and then he takes the shot. We've randomized his repetitions. This is a great way to start transitioning those skills that we've been working on into gameplay. Again, gameplay is all about decision making. You're never doing the exact, exact same thing twice in a row, really, unless you're shooting free throws. So being able to put in those decision-making skills are essential. Number four is game-based shooting. Now, with this, we're adding in a decision. It's been randomized. It's contested. This make, it should be game situation because of this, right? And so what that might look like now is we were going back to some of those number two multi-skill block drills is Vito might pass me the basketball from the top and set me a, a drag screen. I come off that screen and I hit him with the pass. Now, if I hit him with the pass and then I sprint into a closeout, he's got to read the closeout, attack a good angle and get into a drive finish or a drive pull up. Which way does he drive? Well, it depends on how I close out. Next rep, he might come back. He sets that drag screen for me. I come off of it. I hit him with the pass and I stay back. He pulls the shot, catch and shoot. Now we're getting into 
game situation. And again, this is just one player and one coach or two players. And one is making sure that the shooter that they're focusing on is helping them make the decision. So essentially if you have two players and they can rotate this back and forth, they're going to get a lot of game-like repetitions in whatever area it is that they're going to need to be successful in the game. And again, I'm using Vito, for example, he's six, eight. A lot of times he plays like the four spot as a stretch four, being able to shoot it, attack a hard closeout off the dribble and finish at the rim or pull up. That's his game. And so knowing that we're putting in him in game-based shooting where he has to make a decision after a lot of times he set a screen and he's paced out, spaced out on whether he should drive it or shoot it. Before we get back to the episode, I want to thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. And if you find this episode beneficial, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That goes a really long way as we continue to build the Coach's Edge. And most of all, share this episode out with someone else who you think also may find it beneficial. That's what the Coach's Edge is all about, trying to give you an edge, an advantage. Let's get better together. Back to the show. And then we might throw another pass in. So again, he set that ball screen for me in transition. I hit him after he relocates. Okay, now he gives me a dribble handoff. Now what am I going to do? Am I going to drive it and kick it back out to him? Right, he's reading He's reading that, right? Maybe I come up to him and hand it off to him. Okay, and then he's got to drive off of me because I'm not giving him any space to shoot, right? It's much more of a game-like situation. And then, as I said before, we're getting a hand up, we're contesting just like a player is going to see in a game. So let's review this, try to make it as clear as I can. Number one, block reps. You're repping that shot that you're going to shoot in the game again and again and again. Number two, multi-skill block drills. Maybe it's ball handling, passing, and shooting. There's no decisions being made, but there's multiple skills that you're working on. Maybe it's setting a ball screen, popping, and then catching and shoot. Setting a ball screen, coming off the other way, catching and shooting. Number three, randomized. We've added a decision to be made. Like I said before, a player could be working on their ball handling skills, making moves. If you go at them, they drive. You step back, they, they shoot. You put your hand up, they pass it. Randomized, right? They don't know what their partner or their coach is going to do. They are making a read. As they make a read, they make a decision that's random. That's what we need to get to translate into making sound, quick decisions in a game. If you're doing this with your players and you see like it's just taking a long time for them to see the movement, the cue that you've given them for them to make that decision, right? Well, we know that there's a sticking point there. We need to continue to work through it. And maybe we made it, need to make it a little simpler and only give them two options instead of three. So instead of the three options of shoot, pass, or drive, we just make it as simple as drive and shoot or shoot and pass, right? And then, okay, they start to get that. Okay, let's add a third cue in there to see if they can start to figure that out. And then four is very much game-based of being able to say, okay, here's the game situation. We're repping out the specific game situation. Say it's a pick and pop off of a ball screen. And then after you receive the pass, you're reading the defense, a defender getting into a drive, another pass or a catch and shoot. I, we're essentially playing. 
this is where you can get a lot of repetitions in through small-sided games. You may have repped out block, multi-skill block, and some randomized drills. And then for four, it's like, hey, we're going to play a small-sided game, working on a ball screen, pick and pop, or dribble handoff, pick and pop. And that's just something that I want you to focus on. I want you guys to play, girls to play, go two-on-two, do your thing. But we've been working on this specific shot. So what I want you to concentrate while you're playing two-on-two is really look for the opportunities where you're going to be able to work on the decision of, hey, I stepped out, I have space off the pick and pop and pulling that shot, reading the closeout, game application stuff, okay? So the question for you is, as you're in your practices, one, there's a good chance you need to spend more time on shooting the basketball. I mean, that's, that's how I got paid to play overseas, essentially, was the fact that I could shoot. Was I the best you know, three-point marksman? No, but I took really good shots and I made really good decisions, which always gave me a really high field goal percentage. So the decisions as far as when to shoot, when to pass, for me were a huge part of what allowed me to, to play professionally. It, but it's important that we've gone over the whole, whole part whole of what are the situations that we're going to have to pull off in a game? Okay, we break those down into pieces. Let's let's wrap those out. And then you try them out. You try them out in practice. You try them out in your scrimmages to make sure that things are working. And that's going to allow you to be able to pull those off at a higher level in a game. With all that said, there's no, there's no way to make up for a lack of repetition. Repetition builds confidence. Seeing the basketball go through the hoop again and again and again builds confidence. You can only do that by putting in the time. Cannot emphasize this enough. There is no microwave success. There is no elevator success. You want to be good at anything. You want your players to excel or improve in a certain area. You can't just shrug it off and say, we're just not making shots. That might happen for a game, maybe a week, you know, player struggles. But if it's a season long thing, it's probably not the players. It's probably you as a coach. Are you working on the type of shots that players need to get in the game? And are you allowing them to get the amount of shots up that they need to in order to feel confident, comfortable, so that they can have in-game success? So I hope that this helps you out. If you have questions, hit me up, contact at KramerBasketball.com. I am telling you, this stuff works. It just works. You can come come to our shooting camps. We do private shooting camps with high school basketball programs, junior high basketball programs. I run my own shooting uh, clinics and camps as well. And we break down all this stuff. We break it down from the, the fundamental, which I call the four phases of form shooting. We talk about the mentality of becoming a great shooter. We talk about the time that you have to invest if you're serious about shooting the basketball at the high level. We talk about the game IQ, right? Understanding what types of shots you need to practice based on what types of shots you're going to get in a game. It makes no sense to um, work on a step back or a pull-up jump shot if all you're doing is spotting up 
picking and popping when you get your perimeter shots, right? Understanding the shots that you're going, going to take. And then we give you the progressions and the drills of how to rep these things out in season, off season, on your own with one other person, like I broke down here. That's how we start to, to build ourselves as players. And as coaches, it could be as simple as making sure your players have a good understanding of how to progress themselves in the off season and the in season, making sure that these four areas are covered within your basketball practices and your workouts. And I'll tell you, the, the number one, the block reps, that's something that I would have them do before practice even starts. Like we're just gonna get, get the reps in before practice even starts. So when practice is up and running, we're already on to number two, number three, and number four, right? We're knocking number one out. You know, I would say practice doesn't start when coach blows the whistle. Practice starts when you get in the gym. You're working on those game type shots, your form, some spot shooting, getting your reps up. That goes a long way. Okay. Thank you for tuning in uh, to this episode. I know uh, when applied correctly, these four things can, can really help your team out when it comes to shooting the basketball. Again, if you have questions, let me know. Contact at CranberryBasketball.com. Thanks again and get after it today.